Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. This is another special Wednesday morning episode brought to you by our sponsor, Jeremy Clevenger Fitness, who we featured on episode 145. If you listened to the show for a while, you know that Jeremy helped me get in the best shape of my life in 2022. And if you are working on your health and fitness goals in 2023, I encourage you to put Jeremy in your corner to help you as well. There are links in the show notes to find all of his services. I'm also excited to announce that we have a new sponsor on the show, the Sasquatch Flag Company. The Sasquatch Flag Company is a family-owned business in New England that builds hand-carved American flags from seasoned white pine. If you watch these episodes on YouTube, you will see one of their flags behind me in the studio. Now, I love these flags, and I've been giving them as gifts for years, and I can't recommend them enough, so go to sasquatchflags.com and check out all of their unique designs. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just want to remind you to check out the leadership books I've written on either Amazon or my website, johnsrunny.com. This year, I'm offering a new way to purchase all my books for a discount. I bundle all the books into what I call the Qualified Watchstander series, and you get all three books for 15% off the individual prices. This offer is only available on my website, so check it out if you're looking to step up your leadership game in 2023. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about leading millennials. My guest is Jordan Wilshire. Jordan joins us to talk specifically about the challenges that millennials face in the workplace and what we can do as leaders to help them achieve their full potential. If you are a millennial or you have millennials on your team, you need to hear this message. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jordan Wilshire. Jordan is a high-performance career coach. He helps millennials worldwide achieve transformative success in their careers. And I'm excited to have him on the show to talk specifically about millennial career development and what leaders can do to help those employees. So, Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. I'm very excited to be here and look forward to sharing every bit of knowledge I have to help. 
Yeah, this is good. I think it's an important subject. We've talked a little bit about generations and generation differences in past episodes, but I think we're you know diving deep into this uh, the issue of millennials. I think is really important because they're making up a bigger and bigger part of the workforce. So very important topic. So maybe in the beginning, tell us a little bit about your background and when did you decide that you wanted to really help millennials in their career advancement and issues. Sure. Um, so my journey to become a coach started when I was in college. Um, really early on, I became fascinated with the idea of helping people achieve their full potential. And to help with that passion, I read everything I could about performance psychology, the science of success. Um, it allowed me to get curious with my development, and it led to almost like a holistic background because I'm qualified as a sports-specific coach in soccer. I'm a qualified personal trainer as well as like the career coaching. Um, And all of that together gave me an appreciation of how that fits into a person's personal development and how they can take that individual strength and maximize it towards performance. And I realized that properly after college, once I entered the working world. Um, I started as a coach for athletes as well as business professionals. And it was really like getting stuck in and doing that work. I realized that's what I want to do. That is helping people achieve success in their careers. And this this career has taken me kind of all over the world um, in the sense that I've been to Zambia, been to Australia, England and America, and now New Zealand where I am currently. And all of these cultures and experiences, it gives me the great insights to learn about specific needs of different types of professionals. And after I began to start specializing in career coaching, I was particularly drawn to working with millennials mainly because I was one myself. Mm. I wanted to be the person to help the person I wish I had, I was growing up, but I was also drawn to working with millennials because of the potential, mm. the potential, as you were saying at the um, start there, millennials will be making up the mass proportion of the working world over the next couple of decades. They're the first generation to grow up immersed in technology. Mm. And as a result, they have this unique skill set. They're innovative, tech savvy, adaptable. And that's just an exciting blend of individuals with backgrounds and experiences to bring to the table. And for me, that's what I'm passionate about, working with these kinds of people um, across the spectrum. Um, because many millennials at this stage of their development or even wherever they're just starting out, figuring out what to do with their lives, it's really important as to, it's really rewarding for me to help them through that professional journey and assist in identifying strengths, developing a plan to help achieve their goals and that's why I started to help with millennials, essentially. Um, 
just to help them no matter where they are along the journey give them the help that i wish i had growing up <laughs> yes absolutely it's interesting um what, what would you say like some of the unique challenges that millennials have in the workplace you mentioned something that they're the first generation being raised on technology. I've had many working for me, um, huge assets to my business uh, and, and the things that I've done. But what are some of the unique challenges that millennials face in the workplace? It's really key. And when I was prepping and understanding how to present this, is there's quite a few. But after speaking to the clients that I've been working with, I did almost like a focus group style in preparation for this. And there was really three main challenges and concerns that they had. And one of them to start with was the lack of stability and job security. Mm. Um, millennials, and I've been given the permission to say this because I've worked with them. They can, they have that stereotype of job hopping. Um, but the reason for that is the job market is highly competitive right now. Mm. And many millennials find themselves in a position where they're constantly searching for job opportunities. I mean, we've just seen in the tech industry right now with Microsoft laying off all of those people, all of these big tech companies having different, different reasons to scale back their workforce. And it can be incredibly stressful because it leads to and in uncertainty and insecurity. Um, and what millennials do like is to be able to plan for that long-term. And if they're not able to do that, it causes that stress. Mm. And it ties in with a fundamental need to find a good fit. And um, millennials love to be authentic. And we'll touch on to that in a bit. Depth, mm. more depth in the moment but as we were saying the especially post pandemic the fast pace of technology constantly changing job market millennials are finding it tougher and tougher to find a good fit for their skills and interests and it brings frustrations it lack of fulfillment um so, sometimes clients come to me with feelings of anxiety anxiety inadequacy as they may feel they lack these skills, mm. they don't. But it's a perceived mental framework in their mind telling them that it's difficult for millennials to stay current and relevant when it's moving so fast. Um, and tying that in to actually just navigating this ever-changing job market, um, the rise of remote work and freelancing, it's become challenging and stressful for their future because there are so many opportunities. Mm. At, at the same time, there's not enough opportunities because it's so competitive. Um, so that those are three of the main challenges if, just to tie it all together. Mm. And yeah, that, that's what makes it really interesting to work with these people just to find solutions to them. Yeah, I mean, I know just being um, a, a Gen Xer, being the you know the the generation above it, our choices were limited. You know, like we go work for a big corporation. You know, you work for until you retire, you get the gold watch, and 
life was good. I mean, that's what our parents did. That's what our fathers did. That's what our grandfathers did. And our choices, you know, there, there were entrepreneurs, sure, but they weren't very common. There certainly wasn't the gig economy. So I think part of the challenge, and, and I'll ask you since you're the expert, is part of the challenge that there's so many more choices and ways to go uh, for millennials that they are, are, there's an angst, like, am I in the right place? What if I, should I start my own business? Should I do a gig work? Should I, uh, this job works from home. This one's in an office. You know, I mean, is some of that part of that angst is that there's so much in the way of career paths these days. It, it absolutely is. And, and I'm glad you kind of mentioned that because it brings, it reminds me of when I first started that, um, I was very, very torn between teaching and coaching um, as a profession. And to break it down to like how different they are, you got, in my mind, teaching is the development of skills, giving individuals the skills, the foundations to be able to do, do the task at a good level. Whereas for me, coaching is helping the person go from A to B. Mm. Where do they, where are they starting and where do they want to go? And we work together to get from A to B. And those, even though teaching and coaching are from the outside quite similar, those nuances. Growing up as a millennial, I found very challenging. I found it quite anxiety inducing mm. because I was always in that space where i was doing a bit of both and it was almost created an identity kind of crisis and many millennials feel that because they enter the workforce without a clear idea of what vocation's the wrong word i want to say like trans transformative career path they want to do without that purpose it's difficult to set goals and make progress towards the goals because without that sense of direction, you take on roles that might not necessarily align with your passions or interests. And that starts a spiral again of mm-hmm. all of these different things. Interesting. Yeah. You are correct in that, um, you know, we, I see reports, I read articles about millennial stress being higher than maybe my generation uh, in the workforce. And, 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 you know, and it's interesting because uh, our stress level should be higher because <laughs> we're, we're the ones that did, we, 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 we're, we're new to the digital front. Like I didn't grow up with a cell phone and a computer and, a, and the internet didn't exist. Right. So I should be the one, yeah. you know, uh, anxious about the future, but yet you're right. It seems like it falls on the shoulders of millennials more. And I was just thinking like, If you're, you know, like if you're talking to a client and they reach out to you and they say, you know what, I I feel overwhelmed, uh, stress, Uh, I'm trying to juggle a lot of priorities, Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I don't know what to do. What, what, when you talk to those uh, millennials, what, what do you, you know, what do you start? Where do they start? Like, I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. My career is stalled. Where, where do they get, how do they get started with trying to figure out like what they should be doing uh, in their career? It is a very good question. And I'm sure all of the bosses that are listening to this have just identified <laughs> with that. I think, right, I'm dealing with that right now. And it's, it is a common 
problem in the sense mm-hmm. that it's how can you unlock the complexity of an individual person and to start with it's understanding and meeting them exactly where they are what is the crux of their lack of confidence is it self-doubt mm. is it a bit of imposter sy- syndrome understanding exactly kind of where the pain point is and really understanding the reasons behind that will help understand what what results they're currently having so for most bosses in this position they only will start to arrive at this conversation when they've realized the performance has dropped mm. for whatever reason. Right, right. Um, which is, is a good, it's a good time as any. Um, all, like the best bosses will continue to keep an active track on that, but we all have busy lives. It's very tricky to do that and keep that performance up for yourself as well. Um, in terms of understanding that person that lack of confidence causes them to move away from growth Mm. causes a fear of failure and understanding why they may not feel good enough why they feel hopelessness and is it something you can address is the starting point Mm. and in terms of what bosses can do once you've got that starting point. Um, what I do with my clients is a three-step method to restore that balance. Um, and step one of that is setting those clear goals and priorities. Um, we redefine what success looks like because it's two sides of the same coin if we look at opportunity. The opportunity to grow or the opportunity to fail. And how you view that coin is going to determine the success of your coaching with that millennial. So getting crystal clear on the foundations and structure of the path you want to take forward is really key as a step. So questions really really straightforward ones such as what is the definition of success mm. you'd be surprised that many people haven't actually sat down and thought about that because they go through the next day the next day the next day the next task and without that self-awareness it can just feel like you're going around in circles in terms of your effort. Um, so as a boss who's coaching that millennial is getting them to stop, take a step back and think about what success means to them, what are the long goal, long-term goals and aspirations of that person, what are their values and priorities, what's their strengths and talents, because every millennial loves to be reminded of their strengths and talents. Um, is a surefire way to boost the confidence. Um, every millennial will also have something that's driving them. So it may not be defined as yet, but they will have some sort of life, pers- life purpose and mission. 
And for me, for instance, I'm going to, as a almost a metaphor, I picked up in New Zealand, they have a saying here that there is a job on the planet that only this person can do. Mm, yeah. So you do a disservice to yourself if you don't take the time to find it. And that first step is all about taking the time to find that job on the planet for them. And it can be within the role they're currently doing because sometimes millennials will have that tendency to look into the job market because there's all of these opportunities, whereas actually that's not right for them. Mm. It's not right for them at all. And it's down to bosses to point that out to them and help them build that initial foundation of what success means. What are their unique selling points? How can they tie this to the outputs that the business wants? We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they're lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. But how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best person for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Jeremy Clevenger on your team. Jeremy will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. Now, I've worked with Jeremy for the past year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at apexperformancesystems.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. This episode is brought to you by the Sasquatch Flag Company. The Sasquatch Flag Company is a family-owned business in New England that builds hand-carved American flags from seasoned white pine. Each flag is hand-built and each star on the flag is hand-hammered and chiseled. No two flags are alike. They offer a variety of flag designs to honor the police, military, firefighters, dispatchers, and search and rescue personnel, to name a few. These stunning handmade flags look great in an office, a studio, the back porch, or above the fireplace mantle. They make the perfect gift for the veteran, first responder, or patriot in your life. Now, I love these flags, and I've been giving them as gifts for years, and I was a customer long before they became a sponsor of the show. I can't recommend them enough, so if you're looking for that perfect, uniquely American make gift to give away or if you want to treat yourself go to sasquatchflags.com and get your order in today at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I, I love that you say that they need to 
determine what success looks like for them. And um, I was on a podcast once where they told me the question was going to be, how would I define success? And my definition of success was like completely off, like left field from what maybe that most people do. You know, for me, it's never, it was never about, sure. you know, money, fame, you know, all the things that maybe, maybe your stereotypical success looks like that was never part of it. And so I, you know, answering that question is really vital. Like what is success? What does it mean to you? Not to what the Absolutely. society says or your parents say or your spouse says or girlfriend or boyfriend says. What did success mean to you? And if you can unwrap that, right, that gives you a little bit of a guiding light as to, okay, what career path do I need to go on where I'm going to find that level of success, you know, it, as I define it. And I think you're you're on to something there because I do believe that that's sitting down and having that mental exercise where you say, this is what success means to me. These are my values. This is what's important to me. This is how I want to be treated, you know, in, in, in my career. These are the, these are the yeah. things I want to be doing. Those things sort of uh, really um, help you. Uh, it gives you a little bit more. Um, it limits all these options, right? Where oh, I could do all these things, but you know what? Not if I narrow down, this is where I want to Absolutely. go. This is with, with my life. So, uh, and, that, and I would imagine as you reduce the total number of selections of options you can do in your life, your stress level goes down. You're like, am I doing what I was put on earth to do? If you can answer that question, yes, your your stress level is low, I would imagine. It it really does. And it really, just in my own experience, like for that, for me, like my job on the planet is coaching. It is helping people. And some would, that's step two we touched on there is setting that boundary. It's so once you've understood what you're passionate about and what you what your strengths can bring, it's then setting that boundary just to make sure you are not allowing the distractions to take you away from the task at hand. So mm. for any bosses listening to this, understanding the person in front of you, how are they setting the boundary? And this looks from a holistic perspective. So are they working consistent work hours? Mm. Are they setting time sp- are they setting time aside specifically for tasks within hours? Are they setting time specifically to rest and recharge? Because with all of this information out there in the world, if millennials do not establish those boundaries and make the time to have that system of success it it risks burnout it leads to decreased productivity and negative impact on physical health mental health and all of these things that can become a real concern for leaders within an organization so understanding and working with the person to take steps to establish those boundaries prevents that burnout it increases productivity it gives more energy and performance at work and you touched on it a little bit there in internal and external motivation um for a lot of people traditionally there is an external 
reward, like say the pay rise of a promotion or the status of a position. Um, what I've discovered within the clients is that is a bit of both. It's a bit of use, utilizing all sources of motivation, both internal and external, to help get you through the tough times. Um, because as leaders will know, there will be challenges within the business that it's not going to be a completely happy environment all the time because growth happens where you're most uncomfortable sometimes. So to set themselves up for long-term success with their teams, what those leaders can do is just help their help any, any generation, but specifically for millennials, establish that work-life balance, understand what their self-care routine looks like, do they practice it regularly, um, make sure that they're following through rather than just telling you what their plan is. Get them to show like the evidence of that because if you, I think I'm sure everyone under will understand this. Once you're doing something, you have less time to think about the X's and Y's of the world or things like that. And with that kind of course structure in place, you'll find that your colleagues will, and team under you will start to perform better, will be more productive, have more success overall. And it's not a one-size-fits-all approach either, as you touched on. So what works for one person may not work for another in mm. your team. Yeah. So as as bosses, it's important to understand that, that this process isn't one-size-fits-all and it's also not done in a day. Mm. It's done mm. by building that relationship, yeah. building that rapport, building that trust, um, and understanding what really works for them to maximize their own performance um, and understanding what drives them is really key. Yeah, I like that. I think that you touched on something we talk about on the show a lot for bosses to, you know, leaders to have uh, have that relationship with with their employees. The deeper that relationship is, the more likely you can help them uncover, you know, what's going to make them uh, satisfied in their career or also when they're not taking care of themselves and what have you. You're going to be able to know, you're going to be able to see that if you have a relationship, if, you, if you're not plugged in, you don't know them, you don't know them very well, you're never going to see the change or the shifts or the things that are like, you know, Bill, are you okay? Or Susan, you seem down today. Or, you know, you, you don't have that insight if you don't have a relationship. So, yeah, I think... Good yeah, advice 100%. from that standpoint is like just good leadership is getting to know your people and knowing, you know, when something's off. And uh, that's that's certainly a big part of that. Uh, I had a question for you. You talk about failure and 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 but you say this, that if failure is the best asset for career development. And I like that. But I, I have I have my feeling of what that means. Explain from your perspective. Um, where that came from um, is a statement to me that's personal that it highlights the importance of learning from mistakes and setbacks 
And that fear, failure is not something to be feared or avoided, but embraced as a learning opportunity. And if you, if you go on Google, for instance, and you research your favorite sports um, star, you will find that their reference and failure is where they learn the most valuable lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came about for me to start to make that a core part of um, my delivery to my clients, I wanted to create that mindset of when we adopt this perspective, you're more likely to take risks. You're more likely to experiment, try new things. Knowing even if we fail, we'll grow from the experience because we've made the effort. And a lot of the barriers that come up in the person's mind is to not give something a go because we fear what Mm. other people may think of us. We fear what the results may be. What would that do for our own status? Whereas with this mindset, it allows you to focus on areas where we need to improve and develop those skills without the pressure that you create in your mind of worrying about what other people think. And it's great for long-term development because you develop better problem-solving skills, you think creatively, because when you're faced with a challenge, um, rather than running away from it or turning back and trying a totally different path, it may just be that you need to be adaptable in your Mm -hmm. mindset. It may just be there'll be, it's not just there's one road, there could be five roads, you just haven't discovered the other four yet. So it's a case of being more confident in your ability and less fearful of making mistakes. And from the boss's perspective, that comes from the position of creating that psychological safety, Mm. of creating that culture where it not being afraid to be authentic with your opinion, being able to challenge other people in the room, it helps with that mindset. If everyone in that culture has that mindset, it helps people stay motivated. It helps them keep persistent, even with faced with obstacles. So that's how I wanted to incorporate it because by living that authentic lifestyle, you create a better sense of self-esteem on an individual level. Um, having lived through it when I was working in the business world. Um, I'm sure if you, those bosses will ask your employees as, as to remember what kind of boss made them want to turn up for work each day. Um, it was the ones that allowed them the freedom and the space to come at the problem with their own unique experiences without, without dealing with any kind of red tape or challenges like that and in the long run that collective mindset allows the whole team achieve their goals with greater ease and have the resilience to go through 
the challenges is is essential for a career development and success. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm right on board with that. I do believe that failure is a great teaching tool uh, that I, I see it a lot. Fear of failure prevents people from trying new things and making decisions. They're they're frozen often. But I've always found in my life that, you know, I, if you make a mistake, if you go down a path, and you make a mistake, you don't lose you, because you learn. You're like, OK, now I've now I've experienced that. Now I know this doesn't work that way. So then you learn like a better way to do it, you know, and, and I think people yeah. get stuck. They're like, well, I don't want to fail, but you need to fail. You, you, it's really essential that you have those failure points because they're really essential for learning. Like you, you come out of that with a new appreciation for, okay, I've tried it. I didn't die. I made a mistake, yeah. but, but I learned from it. I didn't die. And now you're willing to try something new and try something different. And, and it's an iterative process that you only get by taking the risk and making the decision and going down a path that's uncomfortable and scary and maybe having a failure. But but you you only learn if you get those those points of failure that we can, we can reflect on and say, okay, what did I do? What can I do differently? And I, and I agree with what you said. As leaders, we have to create that environment where failure can occur and it's not fatal, right? So we have to give up yeah. people opportunities where they can experiment, try things, uh, learn from those experiments. And it's not, you know, it's not you get fired every, every you know, every honest mistake you make when you're trying to, you know, improve the business, improve the operation or what have you. So excellent, excellent points. Um, you know, as, as, uh, as people are listening into this, and they might see themselves uh, in, in that they they might be stuck or they might be frustrated or they might uh, they 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 they're hearing this message and they're saying yeah I think I'm that millennial that I'm I'm a little bit uh, lost and frustrated what's what's the first step they should do to to to, to kind of start moving in the right direction the very first thing that if you're ever wanting to if you feel that deep. And if you feel that passionate about wanting to make a change is making that commitment to change and mm. um, actually sitting down and making that commitment to self-care and personal development is the very first step for every person, regardless if you're a millennial or any person that wants to do well in their career and wider life. We spoke about this a bit earlier. You get that clear vision and values that allows you to take control of your career. And going back to my own kind of story, I knew that my strengths were was working with people. So when I started earlier in my career, um, I knew that my job on the planet was coaching, but I didn't have all the components in place to be able to do that from a long-term perspective. So working it as I am now was a long-term goal, say five years ago. I had an understanding of going back to what I was saying about coaching before, you want to go from A to B. So point A, I knew I loved coaching. And I understood that through those questions that we did before, what does success look like? What what are my values and um, motivations? And really asking yourself the question, what is 
what what can be done that only you can do to the best of your ability and i knew it was working with people i knew that was with development so what i wanted to then do was build experience within the business world so i started looking at opportunities purely within an element where i could maximize my own strengths but get that wider appreciation and that led me to an opportunity that i wasn't open towards previously and this is where we go back to the idea of being adaptable having a plan and a system is great understanding that you're allowed to be adaptable within that system is really key and that's one of the myths around high performance is that you're you're very 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 structured you are you are structured to a degree and it's important to know where you're going um but that if you build your structure to understand your direction how you get there is going back to the idea of that compound interest we were talking about that iterative process of taking the next right step the next right step and understanding how you can then get closer to your long term goal and to do that i broke it down into smaller goals achievable goals and once you start doing that it's important to then build awareness of your self talk and work on reframing any negative thoughts that come into your mind and the strategy that i used at the time and i still do to this day and i work use this with clients with great success is creating a memory bank and what this memory bank is is a almost like a pyramid style of past successes that you may have had no matter how small it is it's that's important when you go through the tough times but it also gives you context to actually what are some of the accomplishments that you're most proud of what are some of the challenges you have overcome what did you learned from that experience what are the positive feedback and compliments you got because that can then steer you towards a closer version of what your ideal job on the planet is in terms of maximizing your own strengths and asking yourself what did you do well what opportunities for growth did this provide asking these types of questions from a millennial perspective just opens up that creative process and it is a creative process of understanding where exactly you want to develop your skills and going through that it's much easier as if if you have a good support network so through my journey i invested in coaches um so what i wanted to do was help to develop my confidence and public speaking for instance 
So I found a way to develop that. Um, there are plenty of resources ar around and how you pursue that skill development is important in terms of how you maximize as a millennial. Mm. Wow. So such good, uh, insightful information. Uh, uh, you know, I think anyone's listening in, all those things you talked about are really essential if you want to try to figure out, you know, again, what what's the perfect job on the planet for yourself and are you in it? And uh, and I think it's really important. Jordan, this has been a really helpful dialogue. Uh, I think it's been helpful for me thinking about it as a boss of millennials. I'm sure it's helpful for those that are in that uh, position as a millennial thinking about their career paths. Uh, super helpful. Uh, how can people find out more about you and the services you offer? Of course. Um, so if you've been listening to this today and you felt that you want to have that further conversation about how you can grow as a person, how you can expand in your career. Um, I have a history of coaching professionals just like you. I have a passion for performance and love of performance. And you can book in a call with me at my website and we can work together to build a memory bank of those success scenarios on a discovery call. Um, help to redefine that success and help you to become the best version of yourself. And if you want to get involved with my community, um, on my website, there's an ebook going deeper into what we talked about today, getting ready to fail with free strategies um, to ensure that failure is the best asset for your career development. You can take the first step towards controlling your career by going onto that website, downloading that ebook, and you become part of my email newsletter, which goes out on a Monday and a Thursday, and it just helps to build your ecosystem of success. That's fantastic. It's great to know there's resources like that out there for people who are trying to figure it out <laughs> and uh, trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. Uh, I know for me personally, I went after the military. It took me about seven years before I figured out what my ideal job was. It takes a while. And so um, it does. having Jordan, a resource like Jordan is going to really help you. You know, it's going to shortcut that process. Maybe if I had you, uh, you know, during that time, I wouldn't have taken seven years to figure it out. But I think um, <clears throat> these are important questions. we got to figure it out. We've got to, you know, and, and when you are in the role that you were meant to be in, your 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 life satisfaction is so much better than when you're in something you, you really are it's not a good fit so i really encourage uh listeners uh we're going to put links in the show notes for all of jordan's resources i encourage you to check them out there's a there's an ebook there you can check out and get on his newsletter all those things are going to be helpful to uh really help your get you on the right path for career success jordan i really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing all this great information with our listeners Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to speak to you and pleasure to speak about some of my experiences and please get involved. Um, please don't, please message me. I should, if I get the words out. If <laughs> anyone from this show has any questions or anything like that, I'm more than happy to help. Well, fantastic. Oh, thank you again for coming on the show. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, John.
Thank you again. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA.